And I went into it and I consider it that I consider it was an investment. Yeah. I have to tell you, like, I would hold on a little bit because I got into a lot of training and it was a lot to process. So, but I have to tell you that it got me started. So okay. when you just take the action and lesson and, and really learn and go and implement because that's the critical thing a lot of people go take the class but pay the ten thousand the forty thousand dollars and then they just see the home expecting that is going to happen for them and honestly it's it's not that way it's it's yeah. it, it is not you have to take action and implement what you learn right away from the start All right, guys, welcome again to another amazing episode. Today we have Jen Maldonado. Uh, first of all, she is a female Latina. It's so exciting to have her on the show um, because she's Latina and she is a female. And that's awesome to see that there's, you know, they're out there making it happen. Uh, she's a real estate investor whose true passion is raising capital. She has successfully raised capital to fund real estate equity projects, acquisitions of non-performing notes, rehabs, multifamily units, and other private loans that have totaled uh, around 65 million in assets. Uh, she has been lauded by the Huffington Post as an inspirational leader. She has a book. I mean, she has a, a woman leadership platform. You name it, she has it. And she's slowly taking over the world. So <laughs> we're excited to see what she continues to do and inspires all, all of us. And, you know, Jen, let, let's take it from, from the top, you know, how did you initially begin? What took this aha moment? Because you're obviously you're doing so much now, but at one point you were probably focused on one thing. What was your first thing you focused? Was it, you know, raising capital? Was it marketing? Was it the deals? How did you begin? Yeah, Oscar. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be sharing a decent spot with you guys. It's 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 just amazing to bring some great information for the aspiring people who wants to invest in real estate, people who wants to be passive or active investors. And I just really want to thank you for that. And in regards to what was my breaking point, uh, you know, it's there's a time in our lives that we want something else. We, we figure out that we deserve something else, something else, some, something that really touch our hearts because we know we can do better for ourselves, for our families, for our people. And at that point is when we start thinking, am I, am, am I doing the right thing? And for me, it was 2012. I used to work for Nestle and Johnson & Johnson as an industrial engineer. And I did great things there. I learned a lot and I love the experience. But 2012 came when I really wanted to know what was next for me. And I remember having a conversation with my brother about wanting to do something else with my life and just having time to spend time with my parents, to travel to my country, to spend time with my nieces, nephews, and friends. I just wanted a different lifestyle. And I was going through a lot of painful moments uh, coming out of a really uh, unhealthy relationship. So it was time for me to, to find what was next. So what happened is it was 2012 when I decided to read the purple book, the purple Bible book is the reach that poor that book. I think that uh, every investor should read it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I remember buying a book because when I was talking to my brother, he says, Jen, you should check it out about, you know, you should check the real estate stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. But I didn't knew anything about real estate except monopoly when we play. And I, I told my dad that one day I wanted to be like the big boys and buying a lot of real estate. And my dad started laughing and says, you need a lot of money for that. And for me, well, that was like the turn off because I'm like, I don't have money. I don't even know how to make money except for working yeah. hard. And um, through that process, uh, you know, I when I spoke with my brother, he told me that I bought the book and I read it. In three days, I called the reach that people and I got, I got into a coaching call because I really wanted this. And it was on 2012 when I bought my first duplex in Burbank, California. And at that time, I was lucky, right? Because at that time, you can do a lot of mistakes and still there was some uh, room to grow. But yeah. I did buy my first duplex using my 401k as a down payment. And I was living in one side and renting the other one. And through that process, I figured out that real estate was going to be the platform where I was going to build wealth, where I was going to build the lifestyle that I wanted. But I will say it was that purple book, that pain, because people change because of pain or pleasure, but I was yeah. going through a lot of pain. And that's when I say I need something else. And that, that was a shift in mindset. I know that book. Everyone loves that book. You yes. know? And then, so let me ask you this. So you went, you know, you, you started to re you reached out to Rich that poor deck. Uh, how was, how was your experience with that mentorship or that call um, with them? I, I know I have a personal experience with them and it wasn't the best. So mm -hmm. I, I'm curious to know how that went with you, for you. It, it's very interesting. I've, I, I will do things differently, but when I started, honestly, I was driven and I wasn't expecting that a company was going to shift my life. I was expecting that they were going to provide information to me that it was going to help me move forward and succeed. And I went into it and I consider it that I consider it was an investment. Yeah. I have to tell you, like, I would have hold on a little bit because I got into a lot of training and it was a lot to process. So, but I have to tell you that it got me started. So okay. when you just take the action and lesson and, and really learn and go and implement, because that's the critical thing. A lot of people go take the class, but pay the 10,000, the $40,000, and then they just see the home expecting that is going to happen for them. And honestly, it's, it's not that way. It's, it's, yeah. it, it is not, you have to take action and implement what you learn right away from the start. So, and I think that that was the difference between the rest of the community. And I know that from the entire community, only 10% really have a lot of achievements in regards to investing in real estate. Yeah, no, it definitely takes a lot of, passion and a lot of grit to actually follow through with everything right yeah and the reason I ask is because at least I think I was I think I didn't get into the actual rich dad I think I got into an affiliate that licensed mm -hmm. their name mm -hmm. great so I always ask people is how they because a lot of these bigger guys they sell their name and it's mm -hmm. uh 
you might you just need to watch out who you who you think you're getting mentorship from but yeah I was just curious so then from there you went on and and then you know you, you obviously scaled now what was your next transition uh as far as you know this duplex into into what kind of large project did you do yeah, definitely. Uh, well, let me tell you something funny because I have to share this with you. When I was I was getting into real into reach dad, I only have three thousand dollars, and I wanted to get a couple of classes. So I met one person in the room that they they were like yes and no to get into the classes, but then we have a conversation, and. When I spoke with him, I told, I asked him what he wanted to, you know, feel safe and certain so we can split the cost because I didn't even knew this guy. And we signed a contract right there and we sign up, right? But the reason why I'm bringing that is what really helped me scale up was to develop the ability to really bring capital to whatever it is that I wanted to do. So, if you ask me how I scale up, my first step literally was to learn how to raise capital, even for my education. And I remember I like using my credit card. I remember, you know, leveraging these other person's resources too, and making sure that what we wanted was aligned. And we just went and he wanted to be in the contract. And I'm like, you'll be in the contract. You promised me. And here's the paperwork that you're going to bring me to every class that we do together. So from there, what happened is I got into my second deal, right? My second deal was a non-performing note. And honestly, I didn't know much about non-performing notes because I didn't do that class. I only knew about wholesaling, lease option, and how to read a market. And they give you a lot of information, but it was difficult to figure out the next steps. So... I go and I learn a lot about paper, how to invest in paper, the risks, the rewards, the important things. And guess what happened? I, all the people that I met in the reach.poor.com community, I was networking with all, the, with all of them all the time. So I used my network and my resources to get into the next deal, which it was a million dollar deal with a partner. And he was raising capital for that specific project. So I learned the basic concept of, you know, how do you put a deal together to protect the investors? And guess mm -hmm. what happened? I brought my friends to the project and I got into my first non-performing notes. That's and awesome. yeah, I didn't know that there was a, such a thing as raising capital. I, I just knew that I wanted to get the real estate investment thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's how it happened. No, that's pretty sweet because a lot of people think, other people's money and they at least i used to think just for a flip here and there 50k but when you talk about bigger numbers it, it is pretty doable you just have yeah. to work it a certain way so then okay yeah. you got into that and then you started raising money what what kind of steps can you tell us as far as you know raising money how could you how do you reach out to people how do you you know yeah, let's start with that. How do you reach out to people first? Yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you this little story because I think it's a really important Oscar. So what happened after that deal is that I got a rental check from my Burbank property and I fleeted that project and we did 20% right away on that project. And 
on 20, that was 2014, 2013. And I decided to quit my job ahead of time, <laughs> ahead of time. So I got a promotion and I took a leap of faith and I said, you know what, I'm not moving. I'm focusing on real estate, which it put me in a position that I never thought I had to go through it. And that was, you know, living in California, it's very expensive. And my money, the money that I saved before I quit my job was going away from my account like this. I was doing a lot of things with marketing, trying to find deals, but the competition was, it was very challenging. So I saw my accounts get, getting down, 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 down until some point that it hit $35 on my account. I didn't have money. It was two weeks before I have to pay my mortgage. I didn't pay the electricity for two months and I was in a very tough position and I almost quit. And when I say I almost quit, it's like I was going to all the real estate events that they taught me in the different you know, classes. I was talking to people. I was trying to find a wholesale deal. I was trying to do lease option and nothing was working for me. It was I was all over the place and that really got me in trouble. And, but one day, the first step I did one day, I just decided to show up to another event when I'm about to quit, when I'm about to forget this, I just going to go back to engineering where I have a safe, a safe job where I can make money and then figure this thing out of real estate. But I, I say, you know what, let's try one more thing. So I decided to go to this real estate investment club where I found that People were getting into deals by using other people's money. Mm-hmm. And that for me was shocking because I'm like, oh my God, this is like a business. And seeing a developer getting into a project, bringing other people's money and making over $500,000 in one project. And I'm like, what the heck I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, yeah, just start like what I'm doing wrong, what's happening? I mean, you get confused because you see all of these successful people sharing their successful stories and then you find yourself in this very tough spot and and it was frustrating Oscar because I saw deal after deal after deal running through through my text messages, through my emails and not being capable to get into it because I didn't have money. My yeah. money was gone. Um, trying to figure out the real estate game and then me going to this event and seeing a guy making $500,000 in a freaking development project. It, I was like, oh, I'm completely, I'm doing something completely wrong. There's yeah. something wrong. But here's the first step. Instead of going home and beating myself up and, and and doing all of those things that we tend to do, which is beat ourselves cycle, our psychology and beat ourselves up because we haven't been successful as those people. My question is, how can I do what he does, right? The first step, it's a psychological game. And if you ask me what was my first step, it was that I was just going to win no matter what. You ask me, I develop a mindset that even when the things were going to be tough, even if, if I had to go back to a job, I was going back to real estate. It was determination. It was a decision. 
So it's as simple as that. A lot of people ask me, it's like, you have to decide that you're going to win no matter what. There's no yeah. other possibility and build that faith that doesn't matter what happened in the future or who wants in the election or who does what exactly. I'm going to win on this game. So that's the first step. Now, the second step, it's I met with this guy right away the next day. I went to him and I said, listen, I want to talk to you about money. As simple as that. There was no other thing. And he looked at me. It's like, well, do you have money? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> I, didn't, I have $35 in my account. You show Look me how I'm, to dig it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just wanted to know and learn from him uh, how he did all of this. So if you ask me, what is the second next step is find a person that has been successful in what you want to do and go and meet with that person. You will be surprised because most of the successful people, they're willing to mentor, to share yeah. one thing, one thing that you hear from them, one thing that they recommend you can shift your entire life completely. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did the next day. I just went to this place, right? And I remember like, shoot, I need to drink coffee only because I only have $35 on my account. My credit cards are all maxed out. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I need to meet this guy. And that was the second thing, right? Just meeting with this person that has been successful and finding out the clues why he was so successful. So yeah. I talked to him and I asked him very smart questions. And of course, I'm there like a little groupie making notes about what happened. And he presented me his deal, right? He, we, we have a conversation and he showed me his deal. And the first note I make is, okay, there's a way that you present the deal. And there's this documentation that I need to put together if I want to bring capital. So, and I saw all of these documents and I'm like, this is very overwhelming. So <laughs> um, if you ask me to raise capital, I think that that was the first two things I would recommend. Um, the third one is I noticed that there was a lot of legal jargon. There was yeah. a lot of legal stuff, a lot of rules. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot. So I cannot learn this in one day, right? That was my mindset. But how can I execute while I'm learning? That was my other question. So third step, ask yourself empowering questions that propel you forward. And that can help you find the answer because the brilliance is inside of us. It's just sometimes we put so much cloud with so much negativity around us that that doesn't allow us to tap into our brilliance, to tap into our fire within. And it's really important that you learn how to ask yourself those questions. I remember that was around 11 in the morning and I took that paperwork and I sit and I read that paperwork. That was my action item for that day, just to get that paperwork down. I wanted to understand. So yeah. I remember I did that. And after that, I noticed that it was one thing that says minimum investment, $50,000. And I'm like, hmm, how do I do this? Do I know people that can invest $50,000? And can I make money if I bring money to him? And 
that was said yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I, yes, I, I make a call and say, hey, listen, my friend, also mentor kind of thing. I was checking mm -hmm. this document and I have to tell you this. I do not have any money, but I know people that does have any money. If I introduce you to these people, is there's a way that we can work something out and make some money upfront? Because remember, I have a due date in two weeks. I have yeah. to pay that mortgage. So, and I need to feed myself. So I remember having that conversation and he says, yeah, there's a lot of regulations in regards to that, which is step number four. You need to learn the rules. You mm -hmm. need to learn the rules on how to raise capital. There's two legal entities, or I will say there's two things that you have to be looking into it. There's federal laws and there is the state laws. The federal laws are monitored by an entity that their name is Security Exchange Commission or SEC. They make sure that if you're raising capital and putting funds together from different people, you are doing it properly. However, there's also state laws that protect the, the investors and the consumers that you need to learn about it. If you are doing what they call a debt structure, if someone is lending you money and you are giving, they're giving you a loan based on debt. So there's some estate lots that you need to get familiar with. So I'm talking with this guy. Yes, I'm not pretending to learn all of these in 24 hours, but yeah. I know that this guy had experience doing this. So I asked him and he told me, yes, Jen, if you bring me some people, I will compensate you properly. There's some rules that we need to follow. And I'm like, awesome. So here's the funny part. I did knew some people, right? But I didn't have an idea how I was going to approach them. Yeah. But but here's the other question. You need to understand your relationship with the people that you're talking to. And for me, I just needed to give a call and talk to them and say, listen, I have a real estate project and it looks like really good. I use all of that real estate education to understand the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And I went through the process and I, I told them there's this project. And this project looks like it's pretty good in real estate. I have a partner on it with X, X years of experience that he will be happy to explain you detail by detail how it works. Would you like to make some good money? And that's how I did it. There was no other scientific process. I have, you know, I have nailed that down, but that was my first approach. But this guy was one of my friends. So he knew me. There was some trust and credibility between us because we went to college together. Yeah. And that was the first step. And guess what? I, my first job was to coordinate time to talk to the person. For those people who hasn't raised capital, Oscar, in the past, you will have to take that thing that they call phone and you have to give it phone. Doesn't matter what, you have to talk to people because yeah. when it's about raising capital, that process needs to happen. Like in the old styles, like JP Morgan, they were raising millions of dollars in the phone. So even if it's a simple conversation, that will be your next step. Talk to your friends and family, especially if you're starting, right? And you don't know how to do a professional pitch. If you don't know how to speak to, to the other, you know, more sophisticated investors, 
but you need to start. It needs to start by the people that you trust, that the people that trust you and have those conversations. And um, that's where I start, right? And I have those conversations Then I call my uncle. And of course, when I'm talking to my uncle, he was family, my uncle mm -hmm. saying no. And I was very frustrated because I'm like, this is a good deal. You can't see it. What's wrong with you, right? And you're and my I family. It. Yes, you're my family. You don't understand. What do you mean you can't do that? You have the money. I know you have it. So it started this conflict inside of me. And that was the first time I understood that investing with friends and family was a personal decision. And it took a while to manage the situation and learn how to handle, but That was where I started talking to friends and family. But because Jennifer needed money to pay not only the mortgage, but also her food, Jennifer decided that she was going to tap into um, other networks, people that I knew, right? It's about the contact and the resources. So if you want to be successful in real estate, oh, this is going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Salute. That was real, guys. Um, <laughs> so if you want to be successful in real estate, something that is important is that you learn how to make the most out of your resources. And resources, yes, you can have money, you can have uh, property, you can have knowledge, and you can have contacts. And although I didn't knew as much as other people about real estate, Well, guess what I did? I called one of my realtors that it was the one that helped me with one deal. And I told him, listen, I want to present the project I did. And I want to present another kind of opportunity just to share a little bit about how I look into the deals and why I was able to make some money on this project. And he sent me, great. Who, who did you present it to? It was, I went to Arcadia to one of the realtors. The, this is a great question, Oscar. It was a realtor actually in Arcadia that he's one of the number one VIP realtors in Los Angeles, California. So this mm -hmm. is a guy that is very well known. And he says, your, your home sold guarantee. So it's a very mm -hmm. bold broker. And I love him to death because he's amazing in the way that he set up his systems. But mm -hmm. guess what? I keep a relationship with him. Real estate is about relationships. It's not a one night stand. It's, it's, it's not about, oh, we make the money and that's it. If you can build very healthy relationships, that should be one of your focuses. So I, as I was raising capital, so I raised my first $50,000 and I'm like, how much money are you raising? And he told me I'm raising $1.2 million. And I'm like, Okay, so for me, that sounds like a couple of zeros. I didn't even understood um, what I was doing, right? I just know that there's a goal. Well, for him, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have it. Yeah, one million, two millions, five millions, who cares? We need to get this done and we need to jump on it. You know, it's like, and yeah. I think that that attitude got me to that second spot where in that second spot, I presented the project that I did in the past with my duplex. And through that, I show them, I share with them a lot of lessons learned, the good things and the bad things about my project. And by adding that value and sharing that knowledge, people start getting attracted to me. And guess what I have? I have a little bit of knowledge. I have some experiences and I just share with these people. Now, yeah. at that time, the project that I have, 
I had, it was for accredited investors or non-accredited investors. And accredited investors being someone that do $200,000 in uh, two consecutive years or their yep. net worth is a million dollars, right? Um, without counting their personal Primary. home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're married, there's other rules. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a concept. And non-accredited, then they don't do they don't make that money. So I was allowed to present the project, but I didn't know much about the project. I didn't have a broker's dealer's license. And I was, I became a little component or an issuer of this project that allowed me to at least mention the project. So yeah. I did mention the project and because the presentation was done in a specific way, right away, I have three people that approached to me that say, hey, I have $50,000. What is the return on this project? And I'm like, oh. So in that first presentation for the first time in my life, I was able to put $150,000 in one presentation. And I was all excited because now I'm thinking, this is $200,000. I only have $1 million more to go. So I did set up the meeting with, with the person leading the project. But the second step for people, then not the second, but like the other step for people who yeah. want to raise capital is to, yes, you start in this circle, but you don't get disappointed because people tell you no, because let me tell you this, you're going to get a lot of no's. And the more that you do it, the more experience you're going to get, the more yes you get. But in the meantime, it's going to be a learning experience. So, but at the same time, I didn't stay there. I'm like, I need to do something extra to reach more people. And I need to use the people that I know to leverage their influence and bring them to the project with the people that knows a lot. So again, I have this psychology, we have a goal together and I need to use the resources I have. And I mean, that's how it started for me, the, the adventures of raising capital. And as I was doing that, then I started, you know, learning more about the rules of raising capital. And I went from having $35 on my account to making $25,000 on that month. And not only that, I was able to get into a $50 million project and be part of that specific syndication. That's so, awesome. yeah. That's so, that's how it started for me, Oscar. <laughs> so then, you know, you've gotten to this point now where you're doing marketing, you know, you're doing a lot of different things. How are, how are you marketing and what, what can you recommend for the audience as far as like, hey, you know, put yourself out there and start with this or any actionable items in that realm of, of marketing yourself, right? Because you, you have to create a brand, right? Yes. So what would you suggest? Yeah, let me, let me do one step back first because there are three levels of raising capital, right? Or I see it this way. There's the first level, which is the people that trust you and, and the people that you can talk to them and, and figure something out. There's the level two, which is your referrals, which is the people that you know, somehow they're in the same environment and you start building the relationship with them. So like how I did with this broker, and then there's the third level, which is the level where you have to build like a brand awareness where people get to know you, even if you don't know them. 
if you ask me where to start is the first thing to be very successful. And my concept on being successful is becoming a money magnet. You don't chase the money, you attract the money to you. In order to do that, to start, the first thing is you need to keep your agenda of raising $100 million, right? <laughs> you need to keep your agenda in your pocket for that first time. And when I say for that first time is you need to focus on what the investor needs more than anything else. You can have an awesome brand. You can have an awesome, uh, you know, credibility out there. That's going to make things very easy for you. But it's not until that person talks to you for the first time, that first impression is not until that person connects with you. If they really know if you are interested on helping them or solving their problem. And let me clarify something really important. People forget that you're bringing opportunities to investors. They have one problem. They're looking for deals that meet their criteria. And if yeah. you try to sell and insist that, hey, you know, buy my deal, I'm needy, I need your money, then in reality, you're not solving the problem. You are just bringing your problem to them. So yeah. when you have that mindset, which is the first step before you start any marketing is set the right mindset. Put that agenda in your pocket and think like your investor. No matter what marketing you do, think about your investor more than anything else. Who I am trying to attract. There's people that, if you think about this, there's $20.7 trillion in retirement accounts, right? That's a lot of money. Yeah, that is. <laughs> you can focus on that. You can start there. And... You can go through different medias to meet these, I call it the influencers in the world of the retirement accounts, right? When you're starting and you're new, you're very shy in regards to this. Maybe you don't, you're, you, don't, you don't dare to go to them. But remember, you don't owe anything to them. What you have is you're going to bring some opportunities to them. And even if they are not going to be jumping right away with you to invest with you, your marketing, it's about creating value, right? That's why you do a podcast. That's why like you do, Oscar, you bring a lot of value to people about multifamilies, about how to invest in multifamily and knowledge. So bringing value is the number one priority. Nowadays, you don't have to sell to anybody. In fact, the psychology, thanks to technology, the psychology of the buyers, the psychology of the investors have changed. And when they call you and talk to you, they already know what they you know do. You. They, they already <laughs> know a lot of information about you. They already dig it in. So they just want you to confirm what you did and what you have done and create a certainty for them. Yeah. So... First step for any people wanted to raise capital is work in your psychology. Second, focus on bringing value to that specific investor that you want to work with. Pick one investor. Think about that investor, what they like, what they need. And, and for example, I'm going to give you one example. I, I started speaking in, in, in events, right? That was my first marketing just because I don't even speak English that well, but you know, what I was doing is 
beside anybody else, I was bringing such a great content that investors start attending to those events just because I was sharing my deals, my insights, my tips, and they were learning such a great deal, not only about real estate, but the market. Yeah. And people start showing up and that was amazing, right? What happened is I don't go there to sell anything. I went there to share about my experiences and how that can improve their businesses, either if you're an active investor or what kind of things to look from a passive investor perspective, right? If I'm a passive investor, how am I going to be protected when I invest with someone like you? And I will share the things that I did on my documents to protect investors. And of course, I told them, you need to go to your legal advisor. But I didn't leave it there. The next step when I was doing that speaking engagement was that we will have a conversation about what is that they were looking for in regards to their investment. What was their criteria, their decision process, and why they were not investing with someone else, right? What is that they really needed? So what I did create was a kind of resource for them. I become a resource of information, of connections, where mm -hmm. they will tell me, Jennifer, I have my 401k, but I don't know if I can use that money for it. I'm like, great. Um, are you self-employee or are you a person working uh, full-time or what is that you do? And depending on that, I will connect them with different retirement fund leaders that they will guide them to form what they call a self-directed IRA that allows you to use that money to invest in real estate. So yeah. they will come to me and they will know that I was that resource. And guess what? Not only I helped them to move that money, guess what? Now they want to invest that money with me. So for people who want to create a marketing a part of finding out how you can add more value. The third thing is you need to have a follow-up with this person. A lot of people don't follow up with their investors. And a follow-up is not, hey, here's the deal. You want to put money into it? You can make this much money. It's, hey, I understand that you want to make this much return. And we spoke about this. However, you have this challenge. Here's a resource to help you out. By the way, I have a project that, you might want to look into it. Simple yeah. as that. So add value ahead of everything. Now, making it practical, make a list of your friends and family. Start there. Prepare a presentation. Even if you don't have a deal, put a deal together, run it through them, just because it's going to be great for you to practice. If you haven't raised capital, you're going to be in a safe environment where people are going to tell you, if they will invest with you or not. Simple as that. And if yeah. you're at another level, run it through them. You will be surprised from your family members how much money you can get. Now, for those people who are a little bit more advanced, uh, uh, Oscar, like you, for example, my advice is now that you start providing content and you have this credibility and you have done real estate deals, now it's time for you guys to learn how to start attracting more investors. Now it's about, it's about quality of investors. How do you attract them to you? How do you scale up from the uh, investors that might be able to do 10,000 to the ones that do the million dollars? And if not, how do you work with the ones that have the $10,000 in a more structured way that make it easier for you, that allows you to get you know ahead? Um, a very 
big lesson for more, most of my students that learn how to raise capital is that when you start aligning the money ahead of time, that gives you the confidence to make more offers. That gives you the capacity to start closing your deals faster and competing ways that no one else can. Yeah. And, and that's something that, you know, when people ask me, Jen, how do you learn this stuff? Believe me, if you follow the certain step, you learn it. And of course, there's a lot of good books that I can share with you, Oscar. I don't know, you know, which ones you want to hear about it, that I start learning about those, how to raise capital properly. No, any, any book you can share is, is, uh, is great. You know, any that's value added, right? So yeah, if you can yeah. share away. So I, I see raising capital, uh, raising capital is, is an art and it's a science. Is a science, right? The there's different components. There is the sales portion, which we already mentioned a little bit about the key insights to to sales. Do not sell, add value, and they will come to you when you do it properly. But there is a sales component still because sales. If you don't know how to close, then you're not going to be you know raising the capital, and that's part of the sales portion. Also, there is a psychological portion, which it make it the scientific portion. Human beings are set to think in a specific way. And every time that someone is presenting the deals in a certain way can trigger a lot of uncertainty if you don't do it in a specific flow. And one of the books that helped me a lot to understand this is a book called Pitch Anything from Oren Claff. And in yeah. fact, he he's one of my mentors um, embracing capital because he had this very unique way to do things. Now, pitch anything guides you a lot and is great to work with high profile individuals, right? And you can use some of those strategies that you learn and adapt it to the psychology of investors that you are working with. So I noticed that for some investors that can be too tough in the way that he speaks, in the way that he teaches. But if you grab the concept, you will be able to adapt what he teaches you to work with the different levels of investors. But pitch anything is a must. And I, I really love yeah. it. I, every time I go and refer back, yes. Um, another, another really good book, I'm trying to remember, but it's from Gene, um, he's a lawyer. And he talks about syndication. And, and the reason that I'm bringing Gene is that you really need someone to bring your perspective from the legal side so you don't make the biggest mistakes you can make when you are raising capital and putting funds together. Because this is one of the things. It can get you in trouble pretty quickly. So, um, but I, I forgot the last name of him, but it's about syndication. You can put Gene and Drawbridge. you can go to, yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it was with T. So his book talk about that raising capital is another whole business, right? You can focus on raising capital, um, but you need to make sure you understand your responsibility because we are talking about fiduciary responsibilities yeah, when you're raising absolutely. capital. So and that one is pretty good to understand the science behind, you know, the structure of the deals. And I would say those are the major books to start with. I, I am planning to write my book of the art of raising capital, where I bring a comprehensive perspective from the personal psychology 
to the um, investor psychology to how do you create this flow for for taking the investors from the point that I'm scared, I don't know what to do, or I have too much money, can I give it to you? To the point that they cannot think of another person but you when they're investing. So what I'm talking about is how do you build a very deep relationship that when the investor says, hey, I just got $50,000 right now from escrow or I got a million dollars right now from escrow, do you have anything for me? Mm. That's the kind of relationship I want. And I teach my students to, to learn, Oscar, when they cannot think of anybody else but you first. That's the kind of relationship I like. No, that's great. No, that's great. And like you said, it, it's, it's a responsibility like no other, I think, handling other people's money. It's not, yeah. it's not easy and it's not something you can just go out and do. You have to do it right. You know, so I think that's amazing. Now, I think you, you provided so much value to us today. And, you know, I it, thank you so much. I mean, everything you've said, it speaks volumes to where you've come from to where you are now. You know, and I think we, we still have a lot more to dig <laughs> from you. So I would love yeah. to have you again on the show at <laughs> some other time, do a part two. Um, yes. But, you know, in, for the sake of time, I, I just want to thank you and give you the opportunity to uh tell the audience where they can find you, where they can reach you and, and, you know, give you that spotlight. Yeah, definitely. I, I had this thing. Uh, I, I start having a lot of questions that people were asking me very frequently. So I decided to open a YouTube channel and it's, that. and it's Jen Maldonado. Um, so they can find me in YouTube or they can also find me in jenmaldonado.com. Um, probably you might want to put that in the description because I know Maldonado is a little bit longer <laughs> and a little yeah. bit challenging to spell, but I have my website, uh, jenmaldonado.com, my YouTube channel, or I love when people come and join me in Instagram and invest with Jen uh, Maldonado. And I just, you know, invest with Jen, I'm sorry, invest with Jen. So yeah, I love to connect with people personally. I love when people talk to me, ask me questions. It's my favorite thing to do. And yeah, that's where they can find me. Easy. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And for all the listeners, uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Leave us some feedback. Send us some emails. Let's talk. I love the, the recently people have been reaching out. So keep doing it. Let us know how we can help. And, and let's talk. Thank you so much. And we're out.